Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keene, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now here's your host, Parker Keene. Welcome back. We are here, Parker's MMA Show, episode 68. We have a very special guest today, making his much-awaited return to the show. We have Bellator bantamweight Cass Bell. He is going to put his 5-1 record on the line on April 9th against undefeated prospect Jornel Lugo at Bellator 256. For my money, Cass is one of the nicest guys in all of MMA. And from all of his social media posts, you can tell he is just as excited to get back in that cage as we are to talk to him about it. So without further ado, welcome back to the show, Cass Bell. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. So, Cass, last time we talked, right, you were an undefeated undefeated record heading into a, a really high-anticipated bout with Raytheon Stotts. Um, obviously didn't go your way, but... What are some of the things that you learned from that fight or took away from that fight that you're bringing into this matchup with Lugo? Yeah, uh, let's see. The, the most important one was that uh, I can't take any any days off. You know, uh, COVID hit. We took two months off of not training at all. And uh, I realized, you know, the older I get, the harder it is to get back in the training, get back into shape. And so that's one thing I haven't stopped since uh, my Raphael uh, fight. Um, I realized, you know, like, hey, you know, we can't take any days off. We got to, you know, I got to be in the gym. I got to be training. Um, just like I've been doing the last five fights I was doing before, you know, uh, when I was undefeated. Um, so that's like the biggest, you know, the biggest thing. Also, you know, with the no crowd, crowds and stuff, I thought it would be, you know, easy. Like it'd be just fine. But uh, I mean, it's hard. You know, it's hard not, you know, I'm used to having everybody there, everyone cheering and screaming, the whole, all, you know, all the crowds and stuff to see a green everywhere. Uh, sometimes Parker's in the crowd too. And uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. Uh, it was definitely hard. I had to, I have, I had to pump myself up a little bit more than I'm used to. Usually I'm just nice and calm and just like not really worrying about anything. And the, the crowd just gets me going. But uh, the last fight I just had to, I was too much in my head. I was like uh, pumping myself up a little too much. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, it didn't go, didn't go my way. So talk a little more, a little bit more about the things you have changed going into this camp. Like, what are you doing differently? Um, is it just training more? or have you, have you added in different wrinkles to kind of, you know, get better in your time off? Yeah, so uh, we've definitely been training a lot more. Like my last... Like the last fight, I only trained for like three and a half weeks or so, um, you know, for that fight. And at fighting at this level, you can't, you know, I'm realized, or I knew this, but I didn't realize how hard it was going to be for me to get back in shape like that because I've never took two months off in my whole entire life, uh, you know, or since I've been training professionally. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're training constantly. Um, we're training also, you know, with uh, not that much music. Usually I train all the time with music. It always pumps me up, always gets me in the zone. But uh, we're trying to, you know, keep myself nice and calm and uh, just, you know, nice and quiet, the gym nice and quiet and stuff, just because that's how it's going to be. You know, it's just going to be me and my opponent, and then we're going to hear our coaches. You know, I'm going to hear his coaches and my coaches, you know, yelling back and forth, uh, you know, our game plans and stuff. So, um, yeah, we've been, you know, working on that. I've been, you know, lifting a lot more, which is nice. Um, 
And like the most important things is staying in shape, you know, just staying, doing something every day um, instead of, you know, not doing anything. So what was that something that you had even kind of thought about going into that last fight was the, the no crowd factor? Or is that just something like fight night? You realize like, oh, shit, this is like completely different than I thought. Uh, I mean, I was talking, I was talking myself up like, oh, it'll be fine. You know, it'll be, uh, it, you know, it'll just, you know, just be like a sparring session kind of thing. And, uh, and unfortunately it was, you know, too much. We were, you know, so it, for the quarantine thing, they, they, uh, you know, make us stay in our hotel room, like, like two hours before an hour before we walk out to the cage. So normally we're there for a couple hours before. Uh, beforehand like in San Jose you know where we get there four or five hours before we're chilling and stuff um, I'm usually selling tickets you know even right then and there talking to people um, just you know keeping my mind off things but uh, it was it was definitely a lot because there's nothing going on so I was able just to chill in my room started thinking about you know the fight and stuff uh, and I yeah, I even turned on 300, which I thought was a big mistake, or I, I realized afterwards, because I was so pumped up. I'm like, yeah, 300, let's go. And uh, and uh, and so so this time, you know, after, you know, learning how it's all going to be, especially with the quarantine and everything, um, I got a better understanding of what's going to happen, you know, what we're going to do when we get there, how we're going to be locked down, how the tests are, and also waking up. You know, it's a three-hour different time zone difference uh, you know, for me, cause I'm in California Pacific standard time than it is on the East coast in Connecticut. So that was a huge difference too. you know, my body not recovering at all. So right now I'm trying to get as much sleep as I can as early as possible, even though it's still hard because I don't get done training until eight o'clock at night anyways. And so, uh, so that, so that's hard, but I'm trying to get in bed by, you know, at least by 10, 10 PM at night in bed, passed out and then waking up you know, kind of early just to get, you know, used to that schedule. Cause usually they have us uh, doing like our, uh, our, um, our, what is it called? Our, uh, not quarantine shot or, you know, we're getting our test done, our test for COVID, our COVID tests, um, you know, at 7am in the morning. So really that's like what, 3pm or 3am, you know, California time or 4am, you know, our time. So it was, that was, that was one of the hardest parts right there. But, uh, you know, luckily I've been through it now least one time so i'm expecting we're you know we're planning ahead all right so let's talk a little bit about your upcoming opponent um how do you rate him skill wise and how should we expect this fight to look so he has you know he's he, he has some you know high uh he has a lot of good skills he's a counter fighter um he has some good takedowns he has some good de takedown defense and uh, he has you know good hands and stuff he likes to move he switches his stance back and forth the orthodox and, and southpaw so I'm super excited. Um, I'd say, you know, he's he's going to be my toughest fight besides my Rafion's, you know, Stotts fight. You know, Rafion was 13-1, super experienced guy coming from a big, you know, big gym. Um, and then uh, and now Lugo, you know, he's coming from, you know, down out or out in Florida and stuff from a good gym. And 5-0, uh, and oh, you know, um, he has what I had, you know, I was 5-0. and oh, And then uh, unfortunately now I'm 5-1. and one. So hopefully I could, you know, make that happen and, uh, and get that W. Um, like I said, he's, he's good at, you know, um, everywhere I've been watching, you know, all the fights I've been watching, like I said, his hands are really fast. He likes to throw straight punches and stuff, move his head a lot. And, uh, he's a counter fighter kind of like I am. So he'll move, you know, like, you know, he'll move out of the way, wait for somebody to come in and, uh, 
throw some, you know, punches at him and then he'll counter. Um, so, but yeah, no, I'm looking really forward for it. We've been working on the game plan that, uh, that we're working on. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just excited to get back in that cage. So what does that schedule look like for you to get back in this cage? Because obviously you've talked about that seems to be what you think is probably the biggest problem with the stats bout, right? Is you were all off schedule with training and then with sleeping and then with preparation for the fight. So how early will you get out to Connecticut? How long will you have to quarantine? What are the accommodations like? What does that whole process look like for you in terms of the lead up to this fight? Yeah, so we're leaving on April 3rd, so that's, you know, quite a day out. So we're leaving, uh, you know, April 3rd, I'm drive, or we have to drive like three hours to the airport. We get in the airport, we fly out that Sunday morning, so on the 4th, I believe. And then we're, you know, right when we get there, I'm stuck in my room by myself for two days, uh, I guess for 48 hours. My coach is in a separate room. And then uh, and then my cornerman, my other guy is Justin Tenendor, who's also going to come with me. Um, He's going to be in his own room, too. So they're going to keep us away from each other for uh, 48 hours. And then after that, after we get all, all our tests done and we're we pass, then they'll let us, you know, combine rooms and see each other. And then we can kind of move around and, you know, do what we need to do. Go, you know, go for our runs, do our little workouts and all that stuff, you know, focus on the weight cutting. Um, I know we're fighting on Friday, April 9th. So. Uh, so instead of Saturday. Um, so, uh, so yeah. How's, how's the accommodations and everything in the Bellator bubble? Like, is the food good? Is that, you know, are you able to kind of get what you need? Do you, you know, occupy yourself watching movies in the hotel room for two days? I mean, how, how does it compare to kind of what you've seen from the UFC and then other sports bubbles? Yeah. So, uh, Bellator does a great job. Unfortunately, I don't get to eat all the food that they give us. But sure. my, you know, coach, my coach, John Thompson, he always talks. He loves that fresh squeeze orange juice that they got. I remember that's what it was last time. I wanted it so bad. <laughs> I got after my, I got it after my fight, which was really good. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, actually I don't really eat the food that much. I give it to my coaches, my cornermen, um, cause I bring all my food with me. So it all gets, uh, I have everything, you know, laid out I bring it all with me on the airplane and then I eat whatever I'm supposed to eat. Just so I can make the weight cut super easy. And I don't have to worry about it because that's the biggest thing, you know, I stress on. I always want to make weight. I want to make sure I'm, I'm fed and I'm fueled because you can't just go out to the stores. You know, they won't let us. Once we're there, we have to stay in there. So that's like the biggest, that's the hard thing because usually I go shopping, get certain food that I need and all this stuff. Sure. But uh, so now I got to bring everything with me and make sure, you know, I'm stuck in there, like you said, for 48 hours. So, yeah, I'll be watching some movies, um, but a lot calmer movies, no 300 or nothing like that. And then... uh and then I'll do, you know, a lot of shadow boxing, a lot of, you know, just, just little stuff working on my weight cut too. I bring some uh, stuff I bring for my weight cut. Um, like I have a big old sleeping bag kind of, I forget what it is, but it's like a heating, heating pad, big old sleeping bag. Like get in there and like it helps me cut weight. Um, they do, uh, luckily last time, I believe it's going to be the same thing, but they give us a sauna, a box sauna. So we get to sit up, but you can't bring it in your room. Um, so you have to go down there once. Once we can, so the two days I won't be able to go anywhere. You know, I'm stuck in the bed in the in the hotel room. But uh, after that, we get to go down to the the event and practice our weight cut, or you know, get to our weight cutting, go in this our little sauna box that we have, which actually works pretty well. Um, and then what else? I mean, pretty much once we get a, you know, you know, my coaches and I get to go back together. You know, we'll do you know, 
uh, focus on weight cutting, focus on, you know, this, uh, the game plan is drilling into my head, making sure I got everything I need to go for runs a little bit here and there, um, out in the parking lot. And then, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty much it. And then getting as much rest as I can. That's one thing I'm going to focus on is, uh, getting as much rest as I can, um, you know, for this, you know, for this upcoming fight. Sure. So let's zoom out a bit, Cass. Obviously, Bellator has been a little quiet to start 2021. But when you look at these April shows coming up, I mean, it's some of the heaviest hitters in all of MMA, not just Bellator, right? So what are your thoughts on this kind of April restart for Bellator? And is it motivating for you to fight underneath big, big names like Ryan Bader and Lyoto Machida? Does that kind of get you going or does it not matter who's on the top of the card for you? Um, I mean, it definitely does. I'm definitely happy. I, I fought under uh, Ryan Bader before. Um, so, you know, I'll be used to that. But what's cool is like what's who's on the card, you know, Ryan, Ryan Bader's fighting Lochita, uh, you know, for the second time now. So that's going to be awesome. I do have Ryan Bader winning that fight, though. Uh, we have Corey Anderson fighting, who I think I've been on his card at least once before. I can't quite remember, but I think it was uh, at least one time. Um, and then we have Julia Budd too, who is, you know, the featherweight, uh, I think she was a featherweight champion, um, before, you know, Chris Cyborg, you know, stepped in there. So, I mean, that's exciting. Um, uh, just to have, you know, her on there too, you know, a, ch- a champion and stuff. And then, uh, that's pretty much all I got on the, you know, who I know that's, you know, on the card right now, but, uh, I mean, they have great cards coming up, you know, they have the Pitbull, Pitbull fighting Sanchez coming up. That's going to be awesome. They have, uh, the fight I'm looking for is, uh, um, Juan Archuleta versus uh, who's he fighting now? Juan Archuleta and uh, isn't it Pettis? Is yeah, is that coming yep, up? I, yep, yep, I believe so. So they have uh, you know that that fight, that's the bantamweight you know title fight there. So I'm super excited for that one. And then we got a couple uh, guys from the UFC they're fighting. You know, the next week after I am. Um, uh shoot why am i going blank right now i had all their names in my romero head. and rumbles yep, coming romero, up yep and rumbles that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting fights you know like so i'm stoked i can't wait wait for all you know Bellator stepping back in and they're you know showing some nice big cards yeah and part of the staples of these bellator big cards in the past kind of prior to the pandemic is they used to have really big cards in kind of exotic places right we've seen them go to japan ireland italy and bring title fights there is there somewhere that they've gone or maybe that they haven't gone that you'd love to go fight that you haven't yet? Like somewhere maybe out of the country or, you know, even if it's in the U.S., somewhere you just haven't fought yet? Yeah, I mean, I've never been out of the uh, United States besides like Mexico, but right there on the border kind of thing. So, I, I mean, anywhere would be awesome. But, uh, I mean, Japan would be really cool. I'm a sushi nut. I love sushi and stuff. So going to Japan, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that'd just be awesome. Um, yeah, I would say Japan would be the, my favorite place to go. All right. So what are your thoughts on Bellator recently adding rankings? Um, is that something you spend a lot of time thinking about or, or kind of tell us about your feelings on that? Yeah, no, I'm excited. I've been waiting for, you know, the rankings for, for a long time. Everybody keeps tagging me in like different random rankings, which I don't know which they mean or not. I'm like, Oh, somebody's like, you rank number three out of all the Bellator fighters, you know, this is when I was five and zero at the time and this and that. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. But again, it was cool. You know, it was a great feeling, but it just didn't really hold anything too much. You know, like it's cool to see all that stuff. Like somebody was like, you know, I, I had five fights in Bellator at the time I was undefeated. So I was 
really high up in there with, you know, the top fights in the bantamweight division. I was like number one out of there and stuff, which was awesome. But, uh, but again, it was just, you know, from random, random, um, promotion, not promotions, but just, you know, random, whatever they are, you know? So Websites, now with those, right. Just yeah, dudes on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. It was still cool. But again, now, you know, Bellator is going to have their own ranking system. So it should, you know, now it should mean a lot more, you know, um, it'll be cool too, because you can see where you ranked up and then it's like, all right, well, I want to fight these guys, you know, in the top 10 or the top five or whatever they have, you know, or and see where I'm ranked up. It just, it gives, for me, it gives me another goal to push at, you know, something else to look forward to, you know, um, you know, especially in these times right now with COVID and all that stuff, it's been hard, you know, to be motivated and just get up and, and do stuff some, sometimes, especially in the beginning uh, when all this stuff was going on. So, uh, so, I mean, it's just another thing to look forward to, you know, like say I'm, I'm ranked number, uh, I don't know if, if I am in the top 10, which I think I would be, but, you know, see who's below me, you know, who's number three, number four, number five or whatever it is. And, you know, and start calling those guys out instead of just have, you know, see who everyone is like, all right, well, it'd be cool to fight that guy, but I don't know where he ranks and all that stuff. So I'm super excited about the ranking uh, system that Bellator, you know, is putting in. Do you think it just brings clarity to the organization? Because it, I, I know the last time we talked to you, you said, you know, when you were undefeated, you were having a hard time getting fights against these big name guys because, you know, they didn't want to fight you. Um, so you think that that's just going to help the long term of Bellator? Yep. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I think that's, you know, they're taking they're taking the next step in the right direction with, uh, you know, the ranking system. And, and like you said, yeah, exactly. So it tells us, you know, where everybody's ranked in there you know, or at least for the top, you know, whatever, you know, numbers of fighters are in there. And then it gives us, you know, Hey, we should be able to fight this next guy down or a couple guys down like that. And, uh, so yeah, so like I said, I'm so excited about the ranking system. Let's talk a little bit about where kind of you sit in that Bellator ranking, you know, system with the bantamweights and what you think of kind of the top competition. I want to run through a few questions I have here about the Bellator bantamweight division cast. Do you think we'll see Kyoji Horiguchi fight for the the 135 pound belt in 2021 in Bellator? I hope so. I I definitely hope so. Uh, I'm not 100 percent positive because he hasn't yet. You know, like we fought for them. Um, he hasn't. You know, they haven't came up. I I saw something about Coker. I don't know if it was like a couple months ago, but they were talking about it. Um, so I hope he comes back because I mean he's he's one of the you know top uh, contenders that we you know had you know have in there so uh, it would be awesome to see uh see you know especially Juan Archuleta because my money is on Juan Archuleta beating uh, Sergio Pettis and then seeing uh you know Herchiguchi fighting you know uh Juan Archuleta I think that'd be you know a great great fight right there who would you favor in that fight between Horiguchi and Juan Archuleta Ooh, I would want my boy Juan to win uh Juan Archuleta to win but, I mean, that's it's a tough, tough, tough fight. It just depends. I mean, I, I can't wait to see what he does, you know, to, with uh, Sergio Pettis, see how that fight goes down and see how he is. Because, again, the parameter, you know, with the COVID and stuff, it's been weird. You know, finally, you know, my gym's open again, so we're able to train and stuff. But, you know, I don't know what all these other gyms are doing. You know, I know Sergio's uh, gym, they haven't shut down. They're able to train full capacity with their pros, professionals, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, no mask, no nothing. So they're they're able to, you know, keep continuing, you know, to train. Um, I don't know how Archuleta's team's doing. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how all that's, you know, playing, you know, in effect. Like, you know, with my training, 
I, I thought, I, I really believe, you know, not taking away from stats, but I really believe that was what really hurt me the most was I didn't get a train the whole time. I didn't have all my training partners with all the different looks. You know, I had my coach, John Thompson, which was awesome. I had Tyson Miller, but that was it, you know, for training. And they're, they're all bigger guys, you know, and, uh, and I'm fighting 135ers. I'm fighting little guys. So it's a, you know, whole different ball game. And then also, you know, just, you know, I only got to lift weights like three times that whole fight camp because I was so sore and so like, damn, I'm so out of shape right now. Like I'm getting sore for five days straight. And I came, you know, so it's, it's hard. So right. These days, these times are just so weird on how, you know, anybody could take it right now. Whoever's training, whoever's been training and hasn't taken any time off, you know, those are the guys that are going to come through and, uh, you know, mop up, you know, mop up everybody. So, uh, so yeah, so, I'm not sure. I, I, I definitely want Juan Archuleta to win that though, if they ever uh, if they ever do get a fight. It's you know it's interesting you say that because I think you know pandemic MMA I, I completely agree has been super weird. But I'm thinking about it now, and so many of the guys who have made their rise during this time are guys who train out of Texas and Florida, which have been mm-hmm. you know open and able to train yep. the entire time. So it, you know I think it's a fascinating point that you make here, Cass, about the disadvantage of, of being a California based fighter during the pandemic. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it's been hard. It's been hard. I want to segue off of that. If, if we take you out of the equation, right. Who do you think is Bellator bantamweight champion January, 2022? 2022. I'd say Juan Archuleta. Yep. I say Juan Archuleta. I don't see anybody beating Juan Archuleta besides, you know, Haraguchi, uh, you know, he's, He's a beast. He's a beast. So it's one. It's him or it's him or uh, Juan Archuleta. And then, kind of along those same lines, who's a guy in the division right now that you look at him and you're like, that guy's really underrated. Ooh, um, let's see who's underrated. Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. So far, I mean. I don't know who would be underrated. Um, I know who I'd want to fight, you know, <laughs> the guys I want to fight, you know. Uh, uh, I definitely want to fight James Gallagher, you know. Um, it looks like he's going to fight. Who's he fighting? He's fighting somebody this uh, I thought he was fighting Raytheon Stotts. I thought that yeah, was – Yeah, Stotts. Uh... I think so. I think so. Stotts could be cool to fight, but Stotts is going to uh, destroy him. I already know that. Um, I feel like he's – yeah, he's going to beat James. Um, I kind of wish James Gallagher would have took the fight with me first. And then, you know, if he got through me and then stepped up to Stotts, but, um, it sounds like James is trying to go for the belt, you know, finally for once. So he wants that belt. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Josh Hill though. I, I want to see Josh Hill and Raphael Stotts fight. That's why I really want to fight. That's why I thought should have been the next in line because it should have been, you know, Sergio Pettis and Juan Archuleta and then, um, and then Josh Hill and Stotts fighting, um, and then uh, and then whoever wins that fight, you know, wins for the title, you know, goes for that title fight. Um, so that's all. That's all. I was kind of disappointed when I saw Stotts fight James Gallagher. I mean, James Gallagher is five, eleven and one. I was five and zero when I fought Stotts. I want Stotts to you know really push himself and fight some you know high level you know more high level guys. Um, I guess James Gallagher is eleven and one. You know. But uh, I want to see, you know, I want to see Stotts be actually, you know, challenged with his experienced fighters. You know, Josh Hill would have been an awesome fight for him. I'm not sure why that didn't work out. Um, but who knows? We'll see. 
What what is it about James Gallagher that kind of you know every time you talk to a Bellator bantamweight, you ask them who they <laughs> want to fight, they all say James Gallagher. You ask them who's overrated, they all say James Gallagher. What is it for you, Cass? I know you know you're not the smack talking type. You're about as far from Conor McGregor as you could possibly get. And there's a lot of people who think of Gallagher as kind of this mini McGregor. You know what is it for you that just you look at him and you're like, man, I'd love to fight that guy. Just because I, I mean, I love when people do talk shit, you know, like I do, I love it. Like it gets me more fired up. It gets like, I love fighting. Don't get me wrong. I love fighting. I do this. I'll, I'll, I'll do this for as long as I can, even if I wasn't getting paid. Um, I just love to fight. And uh, so he, him, he likes to run, you know, push your buttons and, you know, talk crap. And, and, you know, even in the back, in the back air, you know, in the back area, you know, run their mouth too. So, I mean, I just love that. I love that. Yes, I don't talk that much. You know, I don't touch talk that much at all. Um, but I love when fighters do. You know, it just keeps me. This gets me going. That's how I've always grown up. Um, I was always the one standing up for my friends or somebody. You know, and somebody's running their mouth, picking on somebody, trying to be the bully. And I feel like that's you know who James is. Is you know more like a bully kind of. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why I've always wanted to fight him. And you know, he is big name. You know, especially in the you know in Ireland stuff like. You know, he brings a lot of people to, you know, to the table to come watch that. So that'd just be another big step for me to, you know, get my name out there. Cass, my, my final question kind of about the, the bantamweight division, right? How many wins do you think you need to get to that title shot? In your mind, if everything goes perfect and you win your, your next however many fights, you get a title shot. How many fights is that, do you think? Ooh, so because of my last loss, it definitely, you know, changed a lot. You know, I was not expecting uh, that to happen. I thought I was going to have the title fight in like, you know, my seventh fight or something like that. Maybe if I would have got through Stotts and then they would have gave me one more probably. And then, you know, gone through there. But unfortunately, I lost. So my my goal right now is to probably win two more fights right now of whoever they give me. And then uh, then hopefully fight Stotts again, get my rematch with Stotts as long as he's winning. Unless he loses and, you know, he gets a title fight and loses, I'll still take take that fight again because I want my rematch because I really think I could do a lot better. My showing was terrible. It was my worst showing since my amateur career and how I was feeling about everything. It just, you know, I was way off in that fight. So um, I definitely want that rematch. So I'd say after I fought Stott, so three fights from now, if I take out Stott's in a really good performance, um, I would say, you know, my, say my yeah eighth or ninth fight, you know, in Bellator, I think uh, I would be able to get a title fight. Um, I would hope. I would hope. But I definitely want that that stops fight first, that rematch before I get that title fight. Uh, let's let's add to kind of your goals for 2021. In general, I ask this to all the fighters. Uh, but what is your two biggest goals, both professionally and personal, for the rest of the year? Ooh, so the, for the rest of the, I mean, I obviously have to win. You know, my fight against Lugo. I got to, you know, shut him down, uh, take him out, not just, you know, a three-round fight, but hopefully, you know, take him out, you know, a lot sooner than that. Um, and then, you know, I want, you know, obviously still, you know, be not undefeated, but, you know, in this year be undefeated. Uh, I want to fight at least two or three more times in this year. And then, um, and yeah, I mean, shoot my goal, you know. I want to, you know, keep coaching the kids that we've been doing, keep traveling to the uh, wrestling tournaments. Hopefully, you know, California opens up so we could, you know, stay in Cali and, uh, you know, do some tournaments here. Um, 
and shoot my goal. I mean, my goal is to, you know, stay to be undefeated in, in 2021. Um, and I mean, you know, and keep chasing that goal. Like I said, I want that rematch with Scott's really bad, but I know I need to wait my turn now. I messed it up the first time by, uh, you know, not doing it, not taking it so, or, you know, not, not be able to do what I need to do. And, uh, so like I said, hopefully I get two more fights and then maybe I could get that rematch with Stotts. That's great. I, I think that's a, you know, that sounds good to us. I, I remember texting Parker the, the night of the Stotts fight and we were both like something's off with Cass. So I'm glad yeah. to hear that you agree that there was something off and you've refocused oh, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's going to be the, the old Cass bell Cass, something we've been doing with every, every fighter we've had on. We, have a new rapid fire segment. It's five questions, pretty unrelated <laughs> to MMA most of the time, okay. but just, you know, trying to do a different theme with every fighter. I know you're Mr. Green with your hair and, and with your green army. So I have a five question rapid fire of green things that um, I'm going to ask you. So just whatever comes to your head. Are, are you ready for rapid fire? I'm good. I'm terrible at tasks, but I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Question number one, what is your favorite green vegetable? Ooh, uh, cucumbers. Number two, what shade of green would you say your hair is on fight day? Uh, I would say a little darker than a tennis ball green. Number three, where is the greenest grass that you've ever seen? Ooh, uh, the greenest grass. That would be up in the Humboldt Hills. Um, where like the four leaf clovers live. All right. Number four, what is something that is artificially dyed green that you enjoy? Seaweed salad. Five. Okay. So Viacom owns Bellator and Nickelodeon. This uh, NFL playoffs, we saw a Nickelodeon broadcast of the NFL where they had slime in the end zone. As a green-haired guy, are you willing to get slimed post-Bellator victory, considering that they have the Nickelodeon partnership already in-house? Oh, I'd be down. I've always wanted to do that when I was a kid, watching the shows. Actually, I never had cable myself, but when I go to my friend's house, they would have that slime show going on. I was like, what? That'd be awesome. So, yeah, I would def definitely do that. So you heard it here, Scott Coker. Cass Bell, when he wins, when he wins that Bellator gold, we want to bring the slime out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cass. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate the time. Appreciate you, uh, you know, indulging our questions here. Best of luck on April 9th. We'll be rooting for you live uh, on the Bellator YouTube channel. Uh, Cass Bell fighting. Uh, what's this guy's name? Lugo. You are fighting Jornel Lugo on April 9th. Cass, any shout outs or tell the people where they can find you? Um, I definitely have to, you know, say thank you to you, Billy and Parker, for having me on again. Um, you know, thanks for, you know, having me on. And then also I got to, you know, give love to my, you know, inst Institute of Combat team. Um, you know, my all my teammates and stuff, you know, they, they're pushing me. They're making sure I'm the best I could be and, you know, kicking kicking the crap out of me, which has been awesome. Um, and then also I got to give a big shout out to uh, Pro Cycle Service who's been with, uh, who just actually joined the team. I've been seeing them. They've been helping me, uh, you know, fix up my quads and dirt bikes that I've had for my kids and stuff. Um, during this, uh, you know, COVID-19 time, I have Adventure's Edge, uh, who's been with me since the beginning. They're the ones who's flown me to all my fights before. 
So Adventure's Edge, definitely a big shout out. Active Care Chiropractic, got to give them a big shout out. They got me. They're giving me all my massages right now and uh, chiropractic work if I need it. Um, let's see, what else is there now? Um, I have uh, Human Truth Body Works. Jack Collins is the man. I call him God Hands because any kind of injuries I have, he fixes um, fixes for me. I actually had a big injury from my last fight with Stotts. Um, I'm not going to say which what part was injured, but uh, um, I got that finally fixed with it, with Jack working on me and stuff, doing that. So that was awesome. Um, so, I mean, he, that, he, you know, he changed my, my, the, my mindset and everything. So I was a little worried about, I'm like, man, my uh, injury's not getting better, this and that. And then Jack came over and did his magic and fixed me all up. Um, what else do I have? I have, you know, save JT, that little guy, he's doing good right now. He just moved to Texas, uh, which I think is great because they're more open so he could get all the help he needs, you know, and then California shutting down. It's hard to get any kind of, any kind of work done right now. It's, it's crazy. So I'm glad he, they made it out to Texas. So uh, they could help that little guy. I have New Wave Realty. I got to give a big shout out to them. Chris and his family has been awesome. Um, you know, good place to buy any houses. They'll set you up with anything. Um, let's see. Oh, I got the Firewater Lounge. You know, Share Heights Casino. Uh, they're going to be watching the fights. Um, so definitely got to give them, you know, uh, a big shout out. I also have the pub, which is uh, the new, um, my newest sponsor. So I got to give them a big shout. They're going to be watching the fights there too. And they're going to, they feed me on my lunchtime now here and there when I can eat. So I'm super stoked with them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, and everybody else, everybody else that's, you know, in there, all the kids and stuff, not be able to go to school or can't train right now. You know, you guys keep your head up. We're almost around the corner. Um, you know, the gym is open now, so you guys can come train um, now, but you know, all the kids, you know, you guys got to get out, get out and like, run around and be outside, be in your yard, you know, play in your yard or wherever you can. But, uh, you know, you guys got to get out of your house. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, I guess, you know, Bellator, thank you, Bellator, for uh, giving me back on here. Oh, one last thing is the Rhythmic Catalyst Group, my, uh, you know, management team, they got me another multi-fight contract with Bellator, which is awesome, especially after my one loss. Um, I was a little worried about that. And, uh, but they were, you know, we were, they were able to get that through and get me a, you know, another multi-fight contract with them. So I'm stoked. Um, so I'm happy. Well, leave it to Cass Bell. He, you know, longest answer of the entire interview is the shout outs and thank yous. Yeah. That's, that's this kind of, that's, that's Cass Bell for you. Yeah. Well, hey. I wouldn't be there without them. You know, it's, uh, you know, it takes a whole village, you know, all Humboldt County and everybody else to help me get to where I'm at. You know, I'm just, they're able to help me with my dreams. So I always got to give them, you know, everyone a shout out. Awesome. We appreciate the time again, brother, as always, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you back in action April 9th. Yes, thank you, Parker. Later, yep. Billy. You guys have a All right. All right. Everybody, brother, like, one. share, subscribe. I'm Billy Naden. He's Cass Bell. He's Parker Keene. This was Parker's MMA Show. Thank you very much. Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. Pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net. That's NorthTexasTrees.net. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
And visit Parker Keen's MMA show.podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.